Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. The key to growth, and really when we talk about this, it is dealing with health. Because if you ever want to grow, you've got to understand the principle of the Word of God. You've got to understand that it's health. Healthy things grow. So if my health is good, I'm going to grow. If my spiritual health is good, I'll grow spiritually. If my marriage is healthy, my marriage will grow. Come on. Some of us, we, we try and focus on the problems. Uh, well, it's this, it's this. When really it gets deeper than that, it's, it's your health of it. The health of it. So if, if, if my health is good in an area, I will grow in that area because healthy things grow. And we've been looking at the last last couple of weeks in, in John chapter 15 uh, it, because it's there that Jesus is sharing with his disciples some of his last words before he is to be crucified. I mean, this is what, what, we're, what we're getting into in John chapter 15. He's, he's already had the Last Supper with his disciples. Judas has already betrayed him. He's already washed all the feet. And, and he's heading to this, the Garden of Gethsemane where, where it's his last moments before they come and take him. And as he's walking with his disciples up to the Garden of Gethsemane, he shares, he speaks just last bit of wisdom with them. And he says this in, in John chapter 15. He says, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. He reiterates it again. I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Well, that's, that's good right there. You can do nothing. Tell your neighbor, you, can, you can't do anything without him. Just think you can. And skip down to verse 16. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That's what I want. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. I love that. I love that where he says, and your fruit shall remain. Because I'm tired of producing at certain seasons of my life, and then it's just, one. you know what I'm talking about? Where it's, it's good here, and then it's bad here, and it's good here, and it's bad here, and it's good here, and it's bad here. And it's like some fruit comes up, and then it goes away, and it comes up, and it goes away. But I love where he says that your fruit shall remain. 
Because that's what I want. I want fruit that stays, fruit that lasts. I, I like how the New Living Trans, Translation puts it. The Living Translation, it says this. It says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Lasting fruit. Lasting fruit. I like that line. You'll produce lasting fruit. Lasting fruit. Staying fruit. Lasting fruit. And, and, and for this, this last bit, what I, what I want to share with you is, title it is Lasting Success. How many wants lasting success? Because if we put it in modern times, what he's talking about, you can, you can put that, that fruit would equal success. Right? I mean, fruit and where I'm producing areas of my life, I'm getting success in those areas of my life. And what I want in my life is fruit or success that lasts. Not something that goes away, not, not, not areas that just ends, but, but that lasts. So, so tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor before you're seated, and you can be seated while you're doing it if you want, but tell them, tell them, I want lasting success. I'm tired of this stuff. I want, I want lasting success. I don't want that kind that just comes and goes. I want lasting success. And Jesus, he's talking a lot about bearing fruit right here. This whole bit, I mean, he's, he's sharing it strong with them. Bearing fruit, bearing fruit. In other words, he's saying, I want you to be productive. I, I want you to produce. I want you to be productive. I want you to bear bear much fruit. And, and where it can correlate with I want you to be successful because I think sometimes we don't realize that, that God wants us to be successful. He longs for us to be successful. He long, But He longs for us to be successful in the right way. All right, I love in, in um, near the end of Deuteronomy and, and Moses, he's been with the children of Israel for all these years and leading them. And, and he's about to go and he's about to, to, to transfer the power ship will go to Joshua who will now lead them into Canaan's land and the promised land. And, and Moses is sharing because he knows his time's about over and he won't get to see the promised land, but it's about time for them to go into the promised land. And he's reentering all this stuff. And he shares at the end of Deuteronomy. He says, look, if you, if you obey all these laws, if you keep the covenant that God has for you, if you obey all this, there's a line where he says, and you shall have great success. You serve a God that wants you to have great success. You serve a God who wants you to, to be successful in areas, but, but here's what he wants. He wants you to do it the right way. He wants you to be successful in a way that points to him instead of just to you. He wants you to be successful in a way that gives him the glory, not you the glory. He wants you to be successful in a way that everything that you do shines light. That he is the true vine, that he is the source, that he is your source for everything. And that, that your success and your fruit only comes from being attached and abiding to him. 
And he said this line that it kind of catches me. He said, he said, I am the true vine. Did you catch that? That I am the true vine because I've learned, I've learned this, that my success will only last as long as my source. If I'm going to have lasting success, my success or my ability to produce will only last as long as my source in which I got that. So when he says, I am the true vine, it leads me to, to think and realize that there has to be other vines. Because he didn't say, look, I'm the vine, or I'm the, like he said, I am the way. You know, he, he's, not, he's not saying I'm the only one. Like he said, I am the way. That, that one, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way. He's the only way. Here he doesn't say I'm the vine. He says I'm the true vine. Because I want you to realize that there are other vines out there. There's other things out there that you will try to attach yourself to uh, that will produce things in your life, but it won't last. Because what you produce, what you're what you produce in your life will only last as long as the source will. So so if I attach myself to, to areas, if I let me put it this way, if I base my success on other people's opinion, then my success will only last as long as they like me. My success will only last as long as I'm found favor with them. Or if I base my success based off of the economy, my success will only last as long as the economy is good when the economy goes bad because it's a shifty source. It goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, and the source changes and it crashes and it comes up and it crashes and it comes up. And if my success is just based off that, I will only produce in the good times and I will not produce in the bad times. And that's not lasting success, that's not lasting fruit. And Jesus is saying, I want you to have lasting fruit, fruit that just makes it through everything. And the only way that you can do that is if you are attached to the true source that is unchanging in everything, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. It doesn't waver off of what's happening, off of its surroundings. It doesn't change because of this. This. It doesn't shift. It's unshakable. And he's saying, look, if you want lasting success that I want you to have, you've got to learn that you abide to me. You abide in me because I am the true source that won't change. So it won't fade just because times change or economy changes or things shift here or things change there. It doesn't go off of a mood or anything like that. It's lasting. So, so my success, to understand that my success can only last as long as my source that it comes from. As I try and get a little different. See, I've, I've learned as I've gotten older, 
And I hate the fact that I'm getting older. I do. I'm thankful. I'm thankful God has blessed me. I've been able to keep all my hair. I looked at pictures this week on Facebook of friends of mine that I had that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I thought, what happened? All my friends are getting old. Gray hair. My friends. I've been blessed. But I feel it when I wake up. I feel it going to the doctor. Things have gotten a lot more serious when I go to the doctor. Used to, you go to the doctor and it's just, yeah, you're fine. Go home. What are you bothering me? Now it's like, we're going to get serious here. We're going to run some tests. We're going to do some blood work. We're going to have to, let's spend some time. we got to talk about some things. You're hitting 50. So let's. But one of the things that I love that, as I've gotten older, is I've learned to love things that are constant. Things that I can count on. Things that don't shift. Things that doesn't go off of what's happening around. I love the constants. I, I love those, those areas where it's that fixed. Here's what a constant is. It's a fixed value that just does not change. No matter what other variables or, variables or circumstances in our lives are, it's, it's, it's there. And, and if your success is based off of the constant changing of life, then your success will come and go. If your success is based off that, it'll come and go, it'll go in and out. It, 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 it won't have that staying power. See, I've, when I think of areas in my life that, that I have that constant, when I, I, think, I think my marriage. My, we're, we're celebrating 30 years of marriage this, this year. 30 years we got married when we, were, when we were 12 and 13. And um, no. I'm 19 and 20. Celebrating 30 years. And, and I've watched as friends, their marriage has fallen off. But, but our marriage has been constant. It wasn't based on moods. It wasn't, it didn't come and go with bad days. Because we all will have bad days at times and trials that hit. Our marriage didn't come and go off of how much money we had in the bank or not. Because we tied our marriage to a constant source in Him. So because we tied it to a constant source, our marriage was able to thrive whether we had money in the bank or whether we didn't. Our, our, our marriage was able to thrive whether, whether our kids obeyed or whether they didn't. Our marriage was able to thrive. 
our kids are looking at each other right now like it is you. <laughs> our marriage was able to thrive whether whether the job was good or whether just got laid off. What happens a lot of times in marriages is you tie them to other things. You tie them to feelings. You tie them to emotions that come and go that are shifty. It's not constant. So I've learned to love the constant. And Jesus is saying here, I am the constant that you can tie to. I am the source that will be steady no matter what you're facing in your life, that if you abide in me, you'll make it, and you won't just make it, you'll be fruitful. You'll be successful. You will, as long as you are faithful, you will produce. So the constant, the constant, Paul, Paul said this in Romans chapter 15, now I want to, Read out of the Message Bible, starting with the fourth verse. He said, even, even if it was written in Scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. Some of y'all need to understand that. He said, God wants the combination of his steady, constant. I like that. His steady, constant calling, warm personal counsel in Scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever He will do next. May our deeply steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you can get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. There was three things that caught me when I read this, of the constant, the steady. There are three things that he says that they wants there to be steadied and constant. And I think it correlates with, with if you're going to be successful or not, if you're going to have that long-lasting success in your life, there has to be those constants that, that, that Paul's pointing out here. And he said there's three things. He said there's this constant calling. There's this, there's this constant, um, um, uh, just the... the warm godly counsel of God that will characterize us so the character I want to hit those just real quick because one thing that has to be constant in your life no matter what's going on for one there has to be a constant calling if you're going to have success there has to be a constant calling when I say this what I'm saying is there has to be something that God placed within you that is so passionate that you will do it you will serve him in this area for him in no matter what is going on in your life it's constant it is your calling and some of you, some of you are, are thinking, well, I don't, I don't even know what my calling is. Listen, it's always going to be wrapped up with what is within you that just says, I've got to do this. The only problem is so many times that, that, that our calling isn't constant. We base it off of opportunity, or we base it off of our circumstances, or we base it off of our 
finances. In other words, in other words, we'll say things like, if I had more money, then I would do fill in the blank. If I had more time, then I would do. I would really like to do this for God, but, but, but right now is not a good time. If, if my kids were grown, then I would. Well, if, 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 I, if I, after I enjoy, and, and we, what, what we're doing is we kind of base it off of our circumstances uh, instead of it being constant. If I served in this area and there's just a few people, well, then I don't know if I want to keep doing that. I would put a lot more effort into it if there was more people. I don't think I want to keep doing that. You know, it's not working out the way because what, what God's saying, there has to be a constant within you. Listen, as a preacher, because that's my calling. I love, I cannot not preach. I, I mean, I, I cannot not preach. It's, it's in me. I go nuts if I'm not preaching. You can ask my wife. But there's been times where, 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 where we're between churches and, 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 and like I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I have to preach. I, I have turned down jobs in the, in the workforce because it would interfere with me being able to preach so so I understand the constant and 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 I have preached because because I, I was I was I was over our youth of our organization for our, our region and 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 we go preach it at churches I, I didn't get to pick and sometimes sometimes I preach I have preached for six people before and I have preached for 600 before. What, but but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, I didn't shortchange the few, and I didn't give more effort for the more. Because, because my, my calling isn't based on my surroundings. And my calling isn't based on, on who I'm speaking to or who I'm not. My calling has to be constant. So, so I put in, a, it doesn't matter if it's a few or if it's many, it doesn't change. It doesn't matter if they're paying or if they're not paying. It doesn't matter. It, because my calling isn't based on any of that. My calling has to be constant. And you've got to realize that if, 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 if you find your calling, your purpose, your passion, uh, your passion has to be there whether, whether you've arrived and you see the fruit or whether it's just the beginning. It doesn't matter. That has to be a constant in order for you to gain the lasting success that you're wanting. Uh, I look at David in the Word of God in, in, in 1 Samuel, uh, the, the, about the 17th chapter, and he's going to fight Goliath. And he says some lines in there that lets me know something about him. Why he was able to fight Goliath and defeat Goliath is because God had put a calling and a purpose within him. And that calling was to shepherd. 
that calling was he was going to be king. So, so even before he became king, he's fulfilling the calling that he has while he's just watching sheep for his father. And though he's going to be king, he's also going to be a mighty warrior and God's put within him to protect. So, so even though, even though he's, he hasn't faced a Goliath yet, he has had the ability to face a lion and a bear as a shepherd. And he's going to take care of the sheep just as he's going to take care of the people. It doesn't change because it's just sheep. So when a lion comes to him, he's going to fight with that calling. When a bear comes to him, he's going to fight with that calling. So when he comes to Goliath, even though he's never seen a giant on that level, even though he's never fought against a warrior on that level, he's prepared because he's been prepared when he wasn't arrived to that point. And he realized that if I'm going to defeat, defeat him, my source has to be tied into God who protected me, who equipped me, who gave me my calling long before. And he has been my everything, my strength. He, he helped me when I faced the lion. He helped me when I faced the bear. So he will deliver me when I face the giant. Sometimes what happens is we just want to go straight to the giant. And we haven't been prepared in the fields with the sheep. And the reason you haven't produced yet, the reason, come on, listen to me. The reason you haven't produced yet in your calling is because you're not taking it serious where you're at. It's being shifty. It's not being constant. You're not putting the effort in at the moment. So it has to be this constant, this constant within you. If you're called to lead, what I'm saying, look, if you're called to lead worship, you should be singing with joy whether you're up here or whether you're out there. I can say that because I've, I, our worship team, they worship if they're out there, so they're not. They're not going to get 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 mad at me. And what happens a lot of times is is we'll fake our calling. We'll just use it when we're here, and we're not use it out there. But my calling has to be constant. So, but 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 he also said something else that had to be constant, and that's this: your character has to be constant. Paul, Paul said, he, he wrote that God wants his constant calling and the personal counsel of Scripture to come to characterize us as believers in Christ. What, 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 is, what he's saying here, what he's saying here is, is that, that our lives are to be driven by core convictions, not convenience. That my character has to be the same no matter who I'm with or what I'm dealing with or what's around me or what my circumstances are or what the morals of the country are or what this is saying now. None of that can change at a moment. It's my character has to be constant and steady. It doesn't matter who I'm with. Constant. 
constant. What, what happens so many times, though, is that, is that we love to have our character be off of convenience. If I'm around this, people act a little bit different. If I'm around these, people act a little bit different. If I'm around this, people, I'm a... And it's not steady. It's not steady. It's got to be steady. It's got to be constant. It's got to be constant. When, when Jesus is talking about fruit, he's not necessarily talking about material things. He's, he's, he's talking about your character that has to produce. Your character that has to produce. And, and I want you to realize it is possible to achieve things in life that your character can't sustain. I don't know if y'all caught that. But it is possible to achieve because you have an ability that will get you something, but it won't stay. You won't be able to keep it because your character isn't to the level that keeps it. You know, I, I, I was looking, do you, do you realize that, that over 70% of lottery winners file for bankruptcy within a few years. Isn't that crazy? Over 70% of lottery winners. I mean, because we think, we think, well, if I just had, oh, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't have to work again. And, and, and within a few years, they filed for bankruptcy, and, and they're right back in the same spot. Why do you think that is? Because their character can't keep it. It is possible for you to get things. It is possible for you to, to produce in areas, but it doesn't last because your character isn't strong enough to sustain it. You haven't built yourself. So, so some of the things that you've been praying for and asking for, God is saying, if I gave it to you now, you would just lose it. If I gave it, if I put you in that place right now, you would just lose it because your character isn't to the place that's able to keep it. And so many times, so many times, we look off the outside and the giftings and abilities, and I've seen people be able to get positions off of their look, off of their ability, off of their talent, but they can't keep it, they can't sustain it, because their character isn't strong enough to keep them there. Going back to, to, to David as king, and, and you think the king before was Saul. Saul had the look of a king, Saul had the ability of a king. Saul, Saul had everything within him that would make him king. And the people put him there through God. But he didn't have the character to keep that position. Because he had a character that was shifty. If you look at Paul's life, if Paul was with the sons of the prophet, Paul's prophesying. Or Saul. Uh, not, not Paul. Paul's in the New Testament. He was Saul, but different Saul. Saul, if he was with the sons of the prophet, he would prophesy right along with them. But if Saul was with the warriors, he would act like them. If Saul was with these people, he would 
act like them. If he was with people he wanted to celebrate, Paul or Saul celebrating around. He, you see, he was all shifty. His character wasn't constant. He he would shift to whatever, wherever they were. His character would match whatever someone else was with around him. So even though he became king, he couldn't sustain that. And God had to take it away from him because his character wouldn't keep it. If you want success that will last in your life, some of y'all are going for this, you're going for that. Well, if I would just do this, if I would just, I want this, I want that. And you're pushing for all the success. And God's saying, look, why don't you get your character in line? Because if your character would become steady, then I could promote you and you keep it. Here's the problem, is the process of developing our character happens through trials. And it happens through time. For Joseph, it took 17 years of developing a character in order for him to rule over Egypt be second in command right under Pharaoh. You know where he developed the character? It was in a pit. And then it was in slavery. And then it was in prison. And you watch him, no matter what he was facing, no matter where he was at, his character, though, was constant. So he was able, he was able then when he got promoted to the right place to able to keep because he had been tried. His character gets tried through a process. And God's, God's, the reason some of you aren't producing where you want to produce yet is because, because God's developing you. You see, if you understand that, you can handle it. If you, if you understand that my character is being developed in trials and tribulation, then I can handle my trials and tribulations because I know if I'm constant with him and I stay steady with him and my character is not changing because I'm attached to him, I will produce fruit because that's the word of God. But I've got to be constant. So your character has to... Be constant. Here's what, what, what it says in Matthew chapter 12 as Jesus is talking about this, this character. He says this, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, hey, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. And then Jesus, in this sweet, loving way, and how he speaks so kindly to people, he says, you brood of vipers. Snakes. He was so gentle and loving whenever he spoke to people, wasn't he? Brood of snakes. How would y'all like that? To sit under Jesus as he's preaching to you and he just calls you a snake. I won't try that. He said, how could evil men like you Speak what is good and right. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Who doesn't that just excite you? 
kind of scares me. I don't know about you. The word you say will either acquit or it will condemn you. You see, your character has to be strong. And the character is what's on the inside. Has to be constant, has to be strong. Here, here's what else he said. Look, if, you, if you're going to produce, I believe this. He said, this other thing that is constant is this constant godly counsel. Now, I believe this. He, he's, he says through Scripture, but, but I want you to realize Scripture isn't the only place you get that constant counsel, that godly counsel. Yes, you get it, and yes, read it. Some of you are looking for what would God say to you when, when he has, you won't even open the Bible. You want to know what God wants for your life. You want to know what he's speaking to you. Open the Bible. He spoke a lot. But there's also times in my life I need other people who are constant. Who will tell me not what I want to hear because that's shifty. But what I need to hear. I need to have people around me that will, that will tell me good, godly advice. Good, godly counsel. Because when I'm going through something, sometimes it's so hard to hear what God has to say for me. Because, because I kind of predetermine what I want Him to say. And if I've already got my mind up, my mind made up of what I want God to speak to me, it's hard to listen to a voice that says something different. So I've got to make sure that I have some people in my life. That's why. That's one of the reasons Paul said, and, and it really is Paul this time, not Saul, why Paul said that, that don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. He's not just talking about church. He's talking about being with people who will be constant in your life, godly people. He said because you need that. You need a community. You need people who will speak to you, who will, be, who will speak positive to you, who will prophesy hope to you, that will speak strength to you. When you're going through something, that will remind you that I went through something also and God delivered delivered me and you can make it through it also you've just got to stay steady to the source just keep going just keep going they have that constant godly counsel in your life he said look you need that even more so as you see the last days approaching and look at what the enemy tries to do to you when he attacks you he tries to set you apart doesn't he he tries to get you alone. He tries to separate you because he knows that if he can get you away from the constant godly counsel that you need in your life, that you won't produce anything. So there has to be this study. I want our worship team to come back up because I looked at the clock. You see, if you're going to have the success that you're wanting, and we all want, there's something inbred in us because God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. That's what he's called us to do. So there's something within us just that we're born with that we long to be successful. We long to be fruitful. 
so many times we try and take shortcuts here and there to get it. God's saying, that's not real success. That's not real fruit. That's not really what you're after. It won't last. It won't last. There has to be some steady. So he says, I'm the true vine. I'm the source. And that comes with it through some constants. You know, I was, was thinking and I, and I focused a lot that these were the last, kind of the last words that Jesus is sharing with his disciples before he's to be crucified and he's speaking. And, 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 and I've learned to realize that last words have a little bit more weight, don't they? I mean, if somebody's on their deathbed and they're saying something to you, you remember that, what they're sharing. You might forget a lot of other stuff, but you remember that because last words carry more weight. It has that meaning. And Jesus is sharing with his disciples this last, last words. And I was curious, I was, I was just looking how through the Gospels, because John was a disciple with him. He was there. And the other Gospels, Luke, Luke wasn't a disciple. He, he was a disciple. He just wasn't one of the twelve with Christ. Mark, Mark. Mark wasn't one of the twelve with Christ. But Matthew was. So Matthew was there at that moment. As Jesus is saying, and John remembers, and what he hears, what sticks to him, I'm the vine, abide in me, you'll produce. So I wanted to see what, what Matthew remembered of that night. As they've left the upper room, the Last Supper, and all these things are happening, and they're walking to the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus is getting ready to share last words. And, and I go to Matthew, and this is what Matthew remembered from the night. It says this in the 26th chapter of Matthew. The 30th verse says, Then they sang a hymn, and they went out to the Mount of Olives. So now they're on their way. On the way, Jesus told them, Tonight, all of you will desert, des desert me. For scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. I thought that's odd because that's nothing what John remembered. And at that moment, John remembers Jesus saying, abide in me. I'm the vine. Abide in me. Stay with me. Remain with me. And you'll produce. Matthew, which you got to realize Matthew's a tax collector. Matthew liked to work in numbers. So what Matthew's remembering is going off of debt. He's saying what he remembers is Jesus saying, look, y'all won't make it. Today, all of y'all will scatter. None of y'all will stay with me. But when you return, then do this. Matthew remembers Jesus saying that. 
John remembers, abide in me. Remain in me. Stay with me. You know, I find it interesting. Later, that next day, and Jesus is hanging on a cross for all of our sins. You know who you see around of the disciples? John. Matthew's not there. Peter's not there. James isn't there. None, none of the other disciples are there, but John is there maybe because what John focused on was abide in me, where Matthew instead focused on I will come, come back to me. After everything, you're going to leave, you're going to scatter. What I'm saying, look, what you consider, what you think about, what you remember, what you keep tight to is what you will accomplish and if you want to produce the fruit that you're after, listen, it doesn't have to be shifty from this or that. Like Matthew or Peter or all those where they could come and they could go and come and go. And finally, it finally locked in like, like, they, like they wanted. But John never left because he focused on this main thing. You abide in me. You remain in me no matter what happens. You remain in me and you will produce much fruit lasting fruit that doesn't die lasting fruit because it any wonder that the only disciple that they could not kill that did not face martyrism to death was John who had a lasting lasting success thanks for joining us today Please share this podcast, have a great week, and make an impact on those around you.